Hello and welcome to my podcast. It's your 10-minute consultation to retrain your brain for success. I'm Chartered Psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang, and in each session, I'm going to look at a different interpersonal problem, give you the psychological explanations for why it occurs, the common reactions, and suggest some behavioral solutions you can try. I'm never seeking to change your practice. You've got here just fine without me, but simply broaden your options. The more choices we have in a situation, the more effective we're likely to be. Today, I wanted to look at the power of semantics. Now, some of this has come from NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. Now, you don't need to know too much about that per se, but the basic concept behind NLP is that the brain is like a computer. The language we put into it is often the behavior that comes out of it. So if you program in hate, then you can expect that hate will be the output. But the same is true the other way around of programming love and positivity. That's what you're likely to output. So while I have reservations of NLP's use because it's often related to sales techniques, I did want to discuss one helpful element, which is the power of language. One of the first things I ask my clients when we're discussing any issue is what do you mean by that particular terminology? In that your meaning of love or relationship or trust, it might be different to mine. It might even be different to the conventional meaning of it. But if that's the word you're using, I want to understand what you mean by using it. Thinking about semantics whilst a little bit dull can actually prevent a lot of misunderstandings. Just as an example, a lot of people think what Sherlock Holmes does is deductive reasoning. But deductive is actually starting with the theory, like a scientist, and then testing it. So that's more the CSI approach. What Sherlock Holmes does is inductive. He observes the situation and then comes up with a theory. And then he uses deductive to test it. And that debate, that difference in almost non-thinking colloquial use of certain words can also contribute to the debate over whether we should be wearing face masks right now. It's likely to rest on your understanding of their purpose. Is it about preventing transmission or is a face mask self-protective? In terms of the research, well, medical grade masks do both and they often include eye shields. But research shows that non-medical grade is all about preventing transmission Masks are in fact a courtesy to other people. And my absolute favorite passive aggressive phrase that a lot of people don't realize is passive aggressive is the phrase, do you want to? Do you want to sit down? Do you want to come in? Do you want to pass me that piece of paper? We say it almost as if we're asking somebody if they would like to do that. Do you want is a lovely question. But when you're actually expecting them to do whatever it is you've asked them if they want it to do, isn't it nicer simply to ask, could you come in please? Or would you like to sit down? Or simply give the instruction, please sit down. Now, if this is how we use language every day, then we're likely to trick ourselves. And this is what I wanted to talk about. I'd like you to think about maybe an awful experience that you've been through. Don't think too deeply about it, but a time you were a bit embarrassed and you did something and you just think, oh, I'll never do that again. Or perhaps there was a bad relationship that ended in a way that you didn't want. And then again, I'll never trust anyone again. Or perhaps you stood up for yourself and the fallout was so unpleasant that you think, oh, I'll never raise my head above the parapet again. 
nevers are a real shame for us because never, as a rule, restricts us from the wide range of behaviours that could be available. Important to remember that those behaviours, whilst perhaps not effective in that context with that person, may still be effective in other contexts. But creating a never rule means that we are likely to be the ones losing out. A bad relationship is not a reason to never trust, but a good reason to be mindful. Think about who you trust. Be aware of the criterion you use to judge people to trust. And also maybe think about how much you express when you trust. This is why when I work with clients, we explore their relationships before they create new rules of life for themselves. So this week also, think rather than in right or wrongs or never, think in terms of effective or non-effective. Um, and this helps you in two ways, because if you think of a behaviour which was effective in a particular context, you are actually thinking about the goal that you were trying to achieve. And very often when we argue or when we get into a debate, emotion seems to take away from our reasoning and it becomes all about winning. But let's always think about the outcome that you most want to achieve and then think about that behaviour in light of whether it was effective or ineffective in achieving that outcome. And the last example I'm going to give you about how language can be so powerful is think about whether you would be willing to work for a manager who is critical, who said, oh, you're so stupid. You shouldn't even try. You wouldn't. You'd, you'd probably hate those managers. You'd hate those teachers. And yet... Why do we think that if we talk critically to ourselves, we will be motivated to do anything? That's the problem with our inner voice. If we are self-critical, it's exactly the same as trying to motivate somebody with unkindness, trying to motivate somebody by teasing them. So this week, motivate yourself with kindness, motivate yourself with compassion. When something goes wrong, look at the situation and say, well, I did that bit well. But here's my little word of warning. Be careful with whether it's a self-compassion statement or a self-esteem one. Because when it comes to self-esteem, we sometimes boost ourselves. Oh, well, I did that right and I did it better than somebody else. We boost ourselves through comparison. Self-compassion just simply allows us to praise ourselves on our own merits. So that's what I'd like you to think about this week. First of all, really reflect on the semantics that you use and your meanings. Secondly, I'd like you to think about the use of the passive aggressive phrase and whether you use it and could you use a more effective form of speech. Thirdly, rather than having a rule of never or right or wrong, try instead to think of whether something was effective or ineffective. And finally, speak to yourself with kindness. And that comes to the end of our session. For longer practical exercises for personal and professional effectiveness, do subscribe to my weekly webinar show, Energy Top Up, presented alongside award-winning parent and family coach, Sharon Lawton, which is on my YouTube channel, The Wellness League.